Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Tonight, I'm joined with Janine Mercer. She is the host of the Identity Podcast. Welcome to the show, Janine. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. I tell you, I am very interested in you because (laughs) I reached out in a group (laughs) and asked if anyone had some very different kind of uh, things that they did or hobbies or occupations. And you commented right away, telling me that you collect some really odd things. Tell me about that. Um, well, I mean, where, where did you want me to start? Because we could be here (laughs) for hours. At the the oddest, (laughs) at the oddest is where I'd like you to start, please. Thanks. Um, (laughs) all right. So, uh, I got into collecting probably, I would say hardcore, probably, um, 2017. Okay. My wife and I had just purchased our first house and we realized that we had two extra bedrooms and one of them was allocated to be a guest bedroom. And the other one was allocated to be, like, a library slash my office because I'm also a writer. I do some freelance stuff. So, you know, it's it's nice to be able Mm -hmm. to have a place, uh, a clean, well-lighted place to work. Sure. Um, And I know you feel me on that. So I do feel you on that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was around that time uh, on Facebook I joined up with a bunch of different oddity collection groups. And I've always been kind of a little odd, a little strange. Like, I was never super outgoing. I was always just kind of like that kid, like the the weird kid. That's okay. We like the weird, odd kids. I did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I loved them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, I mean, I I just, I guess you could say I just, I marched to the beat of my own drum. You know, I I was just that kid. So, uh, I joined up with all these groups. And I noticed some of the things that they were buying and selling. And some of the things were like wet specimens. I have some wet specimens that uh, I preserved myself because that's that's a thing. Well, wait a minute. I'm almost afraid to ask, but not really. <laughs> what is a wet specimen? Um, a wet specimen is essentially a specimen that has been injected with formalin or like formaldehyde. Okay. And sure. then you work the formaldehyde through the tissue and you put it in a suspension of 70% isopropyl alcohol. And it just kind of sits there. So it's like a jar, something yeah, it's, it's, that you it's, would see yeah, it's, like that? Okay. It's creepy stuff in a jar. <laughs> well, you know what? That sounds cool. <laughs> what, what do you have that is in a jar that is creepy? Um, Please tell me more. Let's see. Well, right now I have I have a few rabbits. I preserve those oh. myself. Like full grown or baby? Oh, or? Just, just like um, their eyes weren't even open. Okay. Okay. So they were And babies. it's, okay. I mean, it's literally like... You know, I'm in my backyard getting ready to do the yard work and there had been a rainstorm and there was like two of them just dead on the ground. And I was like, oh, well, that's sad and whatever. Right. So, I mean, I see it as an opportunity to give that animal more time or like a, a new life so that they can still be appreciated. Well, that's actually really, that's actually really nice. Jean. Yeah, I mean, I that's actually a nice way to think of it. You I mean, know? if you, I do. If you I think look that's at cool. them in their little jars, it just kind of looks like they're sleeping. Aww. You know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but, but not everybody's cup of tea. No, I, and you know, and I can appreciate that, of course, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I would necessarily want it either, but right. you know, you had the right intentions. And to me, sure. that says more about it than anything else, to be honest with you. But let me ask you something. Yes. I was listening to your podcast and you did a three-part series on Jack the Ripper. 
and I really enjoyed it. And let me tell you why I enjoyed it. Because you didn't really focus that much on Jack the Ripper himself. You focused on the victims and their lives oh, and what got them. I loved that element of it. I've never heard any other podcast, or at least I haven't, maybe they have, do that. That was incredible. And you must have done your homework because, wow, you had information <laughs> on these girls. I, I was blown away. Tell me why you took that particular way to do it. Um, I mean, for me, the, the, tr okay. So the true crime stuff is always kind of a struggle for me. Mm -hmm. It's a double-edged sword because it's very, very popular right now. Um, right. it's been widely popularized by a few very large podcasts, um, that basically make their money off of these terrible, horrible things that have happened to other people. And there are people that tune into those programs and they say, okay, so I'm going to tune into this program because I'm passionate about police work and I want to see right. how the investigation went. So there are podcasts that focus on that. Right. There are podcasts that literally read a Wikipedia page and then talk about it and laugh about it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm, I personally mm -hmm. come at it from the angle of this was a person. This right. person had a life to live and it was taken away. And so I'm going to do the best that I can to not only raise awareness of who this person was before they were murdered, but kind of what mm -hmm. that experience was like for them, because it's about them. Right. It's not about Jack the Ripper. You know, it's not about Ted right. Bundy. No, it, it's not about Jeffrey Dahmer. It's about glorifying the actual. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's about how these women got to where they currently are. And right. I also think I, I like that angle. I, I admire that in you because I do think that there are some people that you're right. They, they read off a Wikipedia page and not right. I, hey, I, I get a lot of my information that way. Not for my podcast, but you know, just if I'm looking something up. So I do understand. Right. And I don't know if, if they, I don't think their intentions are necessarily to uh, make fun of anything. It's just, it's it, their way of maybe coping with the yeah. fact that, you know, these people died in a horrific way. It's not, it may or may not be right in, in your mind or my mind, right. but alas, it is the way it is. But I have to say, I really liked the way you did it and kudos to you for that. But let me ask you something else. <laughs> You, you said that you've had a lot of paranormal experiences. Oh, yeah. And I love that. And I, I need to hear more about that now. Okay. So when I, <laughs> let's see, when I was probably around eight or nine years old, I was mm -hmm. living with my grandparents. I didn't have like a super fantastic home life. My mm -hmm. mother was bipolar, so it, it was very difficult living with her. So right. when my parents divorced, I essentially went to live with my grandparents. And my grandparents are mm. wonderful people, by the way. Um, props to the grandparents. Aww. But yeah, so I think I was about eight or nine years old. And I was staying there at that point for the weekend. And I woke up at, I think, I think it was like three in the morning, two or three in the morning. And I went out into the hallway. And the way that their house was set up, it was kind of like my bedroom was all the way on the end of the house. And I had to walk mm -hmm. past my grandparents' bedroom to get to like the living room, dining room, kitchen. And then if you turned left at the end mm. of that hallway, there was a stairway that went down to like a little foyer area by the front door. And then you went down another staircase down into like the, the rec room or the basement. Gotcha. And okay. so as you're going down into the basement, there's like the house was built in like the 60s. So there was like those weird cutouts, you know, I don't know if you remember those. Um, it was somebody's terrible oh, idea. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they did that in the 90s oh, as did well. They? So, yeah, keep going. Um, so, yeah, so I, I wake up. It's like 3 in the morning. I come out the hallway, and I think I hear the television on downstairs. And it just mm -hmm. sounds like people talking, but it sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. 
that like wah, 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 wah. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of what it sounds like. And so mm-hmm. I, I came out the hallway and I passed by my grandparents' room and their light is out and they're both asleep in bed. And my first thought was, oh, my grandfather must have just left the TV on and gone to bed or like turned on mm-hmm. the TV and forgot about it and went up to do something else and then was like, ah, well, whatever, I'm tired and went to bed. So mm-hmm. I figured I'll just go downstairs in the basement, turn the TV off because it had woken sure. me up. So I go down over the stairs and I get to the top of the stairs that lead down into the basement in that little foyer area. And I can still hear the sounds, but they're like a little clearer now. And it sounds like people down there like actually talking. I couldn't figure out like, oh, wow, like before you turn a corner at three o'clock in the morning in your house where there's only supposed to be three people in it. You kind of have that thought where you're like, hmm, this could totally be somebody like who broke into the house and is now robbing us blind. Oh, that's true. I don't know if I'd have been. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have been out awake (laughs) to do that. But good for you that you had that thought. So so I'm standing on the on the landing and I just kind Mm -hmm. of like sit down on the top step and kind of slide a little bit on the carpet. Mm -hmm. And I look and what I see, there's like three couples and what? they were dancing. What? And they're dancing to like this <laughs> kind of like, I called it like weird old timey music, but it was music that was popular in like the Victorian era. Oh my so they're gosh. So they're dancing and they're, and I can see like the women's dresses. Um, they're very long and they have the, the high collars with like the ribbons. So you're seeing full fledged, full, nothing well, see-through. Well, no, no, you're you could actually, see, eight years you old. could see through them. But they okay, were they okay. were pretty, I mean, they were pretty there. I could make out, okay, she's wearing like a longer dress. It's on the floor. You know, she, she has a high <laughs> collar on her dress. So, and the guys, they have the, um, the, the jackets, the black jackets all done up with the white collars that, you know, with the edges bent down and they're all laced up. Sure. And all pretty and they're wearing top hats. And so they're, they're just kind of swirling and dancing around. And I must have gasped or something. Because in an instant, they all stopped and turned to look at me. No, they did not. And when they turned to look at me, I could not make out their faces. Oh. It just kind of. Now, like I said, you're eight years old. You're eight (laughs) years old. Like eight or nine. And it's almost like, um, you know, when a TV station goes Uh. off at the end of the broadcast day and it's just that static. That's what what, what their faces were like. It was just static. And so that's creepy as heck. So I beat it oh back up gosh. over the stairs. I was like, okay, peace out. Like yeah. there's something going on here. I'm going back to bed. Um, whatever. And so I'm like tripping and like clawing up over the stairs. So I get up to the top of the stairs, you know, I run in, I jump in my bed, I threw the covers up over my head, and at some point I must have passed out or fallen asleep again because my grandmother came in the next morning and like nudged me and told me to get up and she ran a bath for me. And I remember thinking, well, that was a crazy dream that I had. What? Right. Well, I would have thought the same thing. What in the hell happened? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And so I I get ready. I go in, I step into the bathtub and I sit down in it and my knees start to sting. And I look down and I have carpet burns like all the way down from my knee, all the way down my shin. What? And so I was like, okay, well, I didn't dream that because I have carpet yeah. burns from trying to get away. So yeah, that was absolutely, you know, one of the oh. many paranormal experiences I've had. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Do you know if you're, I know you said the house was probably built in the, you said the sixties. Mm-hmm. So do you know anything about the land? Did it used to be some kind of other place where they would have that kind of thing going yeah, on? So that, that whole area before they started putting houses up was like farmland. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that there were like houses and, and whatnot there before, but they cleared it all out, you know, so that they could put in the new subdivision or whatever. Right, right. So, but I mean, but wow. I, I mean, I, I've never found anything about like any sort of people from Victorian high society living there um, right. or whatever, you know, I mean, I don't even know where I would find that specific information but yeah yeah I don't know if you can go through not that you need to now but you know I don't know and, and at eight or nine years old that of course you wouldn't have done that but boy it would certainly be interesting mm-hmm. to find out if they actually did live you know on the land where maybe a prominent landowner right. had a home or yeah, whatever yeah. and entertained that kind of thing that is incredible I've never heard a story like that that's crazy well, that's not the only time that things I, like that have happened oh well tell me more so the second time that that had happened when I was at my grandparents' place. I was in the same place. <laughs> I, I was, I was in the woods behind their house. Um, it was a newer subdivision that they were building up on the mm-hmm. other side, and a few of the houses had been occupied. And I had decided that I was going to take on a paper route because mm-hmm. all of my friends had money and I never had money, and it irritated me. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to get a paper right. route. Good so, for you. The way to get to the houses on the other side, it was much easier to just cut through the woods because you could literally like you could stand on one side of the woods and look and see the houses on the other side. So it was not that deep. Okay. So I would just do all my route on the top of the street and then come down, come down by my house and cross through the woods and drop off their papers Mm -hmm. and then go home. So this one day, I think it was in April or May. I was, mm-hmm. I was, it, it was probably pretty early in the morning as well, correct? Um, no, because I had to deliver after school. Oh, so okay. it would have All been right. like, that makes sense then. Okay. I, I think it would have been like, you know, three thirty, four o'clock, like around there. I think we got out at like, okay. you know, two thirty, two forty five, something like that. Sure. So mm-hmm. I cross through the woods every day. <laughs> this is my path. This is the way I go. Sure. And, uh, this one day I'm going through the woods and one of my friends, came up to me and said, hey, you know, whatever, do you want to hang out later? And I was like, yeah, you know, no problem, whatever. And he was like, well, you know, I have something to show you. He's like, I found like a truck in the woods and it's like an old truck. We should totally go check it out. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, we were living in a small town. It was, (laughs) there's nothing else to do. It's like, oh, there's an abandoned truck. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So we go and we deliver the papers, whatever. The one door that I knock on, she's not home. So I take her paper with me because she was like that. She wanted to be handed mm-hmm. the paper. Okay. So I leave the houses. I go back into the woods. My friend is there. We go and see this truck. And the truck is like a mm-hmm. white, it's like a white Chevy truck. You know, like the cool little 50s ones with sure. like the little running boards and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, just really, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. kind of cool. So we, you know, one of the doors was pulled off. And so, you know, one of us slid in or whatever. And we pretended to drive it and whatever, you know. And it was. Oh, yeah. And so we're sitting there. And the next thing you know, we hear this guy screaming at us. And he's really, really, really mad. And he's like, all form of expletives invented under the sun, get out of my truck. Uh, (laughs) This is my truck. Wow. And so we had never seen him before. And, you know, I mean, my grandparents had lived there since I was born. So, I mean, I knew Mm -hmm. everybody who lived on the road. I could go through each house and tell you everybody who lived there by name. Like, well, yeah, you you had a paper route. Right. (laughs) Right. You lived there. It's a small town. So, you know, I... I mean, we started to get freaked out because this guy is like screaming at us. He's coming closer and closer and closer. And, you know, he's got like this, I think it's a, it was like a leather jacket. It looked like leather. I didn't really sit there for too mm-hmm. long to figure out what he was wearing. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but it looked like he was wearing like an old leather jacket and like some jeans and some combat boots. Okay. And I I happened to see like something glinting on the toes. I think he had like steel toes or something on his combat boots. Okay. So we got out of the car and we ran because we didn't want to deal right. with this guy that we had no idea who he was. So I go home, he goes home. After a while, I'm like, well, I still need to deliver that newspaper. So sure. I, I go and I, you know, go through the woods carefully and I check for the guy and I don't see him there. So I get through there. I delivered. That took some bravery, <laughs> I tell you that. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, she needed her paper. It was important. Yeah. So I knock on her door and she answers and she's like, you know, oh, you know, thank you so much for waiting to give me my paper. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, no problem. You know, I said I was going to deliver it a little bit earlier, but you weren't home. And then we ran into like this crazy guy in the woods. And she was like, crazy guy in the woods. And I was like, yeah, there was like a white truck back there. She's like, oh, she's like, yeah, that's, I forget what she said his name was, but that's so-and-so's truck. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, that's probably why he was screaming at us then, because we were by something that he owned. You know, it's his truck. And so I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like there was a guy out there. It must be the, you know, the guy that owns the truck, right? The guy in like the black jacket and the, you know, blue jeans and he has like steel toes or whatever on his boots. And she turned Mm -hmm. so white and she was like, just hang on a second. And she went back into the house and she came back out with like this old picture and she handed it to me and she was like, is this the guy that you saw? And I looked at it and that was absolutely the guy that I saw. Really? And she said, we put that truck back there 15 years ago. It's just been sitting there rotting away because my cousin committed suicide. Oh, no. And so we put we just put the truck back there because we were so upset about it. We couldn't think about selling it. I guess he, he must have committed suicide in the truck. Oh, I no. I guess that's what happened. I That's kind of what I gleaned from it. Oh, my god. So gosh. she says, you know, oh, she's like, I'm sure that you were just seeing things, whatever. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I kind of just blew it off. Because right. at that point, I was at a point where I did not want to believe that I was having paranormal experiences, that I could, like, connect with them. Right. So I just kind of just washed it all away. I was like, nope. You know, didn't see anything, whatever. You know, have a nice day. Enjoy your crossword. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I just, I just went home and I was really upset Mm -hmm. about it for, you know, a couple of months. Like I just couldn't shake that feeling, you know, that he was still there. Right. Well, your, your friend heard him too, though. So my friend told me that he freaked out because I was freaking out. Oh. So I don't think he actually heard anything at all. So you might have abilities, so, or maybe you now know you so do. I, well, I mean, my my house that I live in right now, the you know, this is the first home that um, myself and my wife have ever purchased. And this one is haunted. It does have spirits that live in it. Really? She doesn't see them, but I do, which is fun, I guess. If you're used to it, I guess you're not so freaked out maybe by it. Well, I don't know if you are The or not. other part of it is, too, I mean, I've been dealing with it for so long. And just for Mm -hmm. your listeners out there who are like, oh, yeah, you know, you're totally seeing things. You know, you have schizophrenia or something. I have been tested. Like, I have had (laughs) tests done, MRIs Mm -hmm. and scans, and because I wanted to figure out what it was I was seeing and whether or not I was going crazy. Right. And according to every doctor that I've gone to, there's nothing wrong with me. So... (laughs) Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with someone who can see spirit. I I totally believe that people have abilities. I think everyone kind of does. Whether you're better at it or or just more in tune to it is a whole other story. Mm -hmm. But that is fascinating. Wow, girl. I mean, mean, in terms of people being able to see them, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it, it depends on like where you are in your life too. A, a couple of years ago, I had a cancer scare and mm, uh, I I'm had sorry. to go to the hospital. And the one spirit that is in our house, um, I call her the blue lady because whenever I see her, she's kind of blue. She's got like this kind of blue aura. Um, right. So she was apparently very concerned because I was not feeling well. And there was a suspicion mm. that there might be something wrong. And so when I went right. to the hospital, I could feel her with me while I was going to the hospital. Mm. And wow. she is actually, she's carried over. So the two spirits that are in this house right now have followed me. Really? So the, the blue lady, um, she lived in our apartment um, that we lived in before we moved into the house. Um, she actually passed away in the apartment and they didn't oh, find her wow. for a few days because she had no family. She oh, has followed terrible. me from there to here. So she's she's created like Obviously a, she likes you. Well, you know, I mean I'm likable. <laughs> I'm weird, but I'm likable. Yeah. Um but so <laughs> But we like that you're weird right? though, Janine. We that's why I'm interviewing you. I love so, it. So she followed me from that apartment. There's also another spirit of a minor. Mm-hmm. who uh, I believe followed me when I was like 14 years old. We went to the iron ore mines on Belle Island in Newfoundland, mm-hmm. and there was like a tour that you could take. And right. so I'm pretty sure that he latched onto me when I was on that tour and just has never left. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, are you okay with spirits uh, I mean, doing it's, that? It's Can't... fine. I mean, they don't cause me any harm. They don't harm anybody that's in the house. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of give me like little heads up on things. Hey, if they can give you a heads up and give you some kind of warning and only be of help to you, then heck yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, sometimes it's just like the refrigerator is going to go kablooey. So Mm -hmm. you should really really. move a lot of your perishables to the basement refrigerator because this one is going to crap out and it's going to happen any day now. So you should probably do that. So it's like, and it's weird. It's, um, (laughs) it's like a, like a, a gnawing. Like you, mm. there you mm-hmm. have to do something. It's almost like you forgot to do it, and you're trying to remember, trying right. to remember, trying to remember. Mm. Ah, that's what I was supposed to do. For me to think that's crazy. Well, I should probably move my heavy cream because the refrigerator is going to crap out. That's a little odd. Yeah. Like I should probably remember uh, to put the cream <laughs> in the refrigerator. That would be something that I would do. But right. yeah, the the right. gnawing and the not knowing, and then all of a sudden coming to this like realization that this is something that you need to do. Um, or something is going to happen. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. amazing. But have you ever had someone follow or a spirit follow you that you didn't want and you had to maybe figure out how to get rid of them? Is that something you've ever encountered? Um, I have actually been really lucky. I've mm-hmm. never had that experience where I've had negative energy attached to me. Right. I have only ever experienced spirits that either, I mean, I you know, it seems like the ones that I've come into contact with so far in my life, they either want to frighten me away or mm-hmm. they want to be closer to me. Because you can feel and, and see them. And I think that has a lot to do with why they want to be with well, you. Well, right. And I mean, the other part of it is too, like when you're in the presence of people who are coming through from the other side, um, mm. it's very mm-hmm. interesting. So the first thing that I feel is I get cold. And the mm. second thing that I feel is like cobwebs. But the I've heard people say that yeah, before. But the, the, the cobwebs, it's, it's almost mm-hmm. like somebody took a spray bottle and made them wet. So they're like cold and wet. And I feel them like on my face and on my neck. And Mm -hmm. then I'll have some Mm -hmm. sort of an experience. Wow. That's crazy. And does this happen all the time or is um, it just sometimes? It's it's very infrequent. I mean, I I know that there are people Mm -hmm. out there that have had experiences with the paranormal that are constant. You know, it's a constant barrage for them. They can go into any Mm -hmm. place and experience anything. 
right. for me, I, I don't know. And, you know, I, I really wish I knew what these spirits wanted from me. Like, particularly the ones that are attached to me. I would really love to know what they want. Right. You know, I don't even know if it has to be what they want. I think they just enjoy being able to be seen. Yeah. That's that's probably true. It might be just that simplicity of knowing you can see them, you can feel them, yeah. you can communicate with them, and they can communicate with you. Yeah. It might just be that simple. You know, should I tell you to go on or do you just want to hang out? Because it sounds like they're not just visiting, they're actually attached right. to you, right. right? So it just makes you wonder what's keeping them here. Could you be the one keeping them here? Unintentionally, of course. Right. I don't know. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's a quandary, obviously, but it just kind of raises more questions than answers, obviously, because neither one of us right. know. But there are going sure. to be people in this world that we never know and never meet and never know anything about. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, what's happening is it's almost like a record player. So you can play a record, you know, you can play a 45, you can play a 78, Mm-hmm. So right. the revolutions are going to be higher for one versus the other. And the other mm-hmm. is not going to get a glimpse as often. So it's almost like we are on one plane and they are on another. And we mm-hmm. only see them on the occasional revolution. We don't see them all the time. Okay. But it's almost as if That's a good way to put it's it. almost as if there's another world on the other side of where we are. So like I'm mm-hmm. sitting in this. I, I kind of believe that. Yeah. So yeah. like I'm sitting mm-hmm. in this chair mm-hmm. right now talking to you, maybe in another dimension or in another time, you know, space, whatever. There's somebody else sitting in a chair talking to somebody just like you. But it's, you know, obviously not you because I'm talking to you. But yeah, yeah, but it's so there's that. And then um, I don't know if you've ever seen there's a horrible movie called Mirrors with. um, I have heard of Mirrors. I have not seen it. And I'm a movie buff. So so, um, you get me start talking about movies. You'll never get me to shut up. (laughs) So Kiefer Sutherland um, Mm -hmm. was in the movie Mirrors. And it was the story about uh, a guy who was I think he was a security guard at like a defunct shopping center. And Mm -hmm. in the basement is this room that has all these mirrors in it. And so the mirrors show him, quote unquote, the other side. And the other side is essentially a reverse of what he's experiencing in the world that he's in so Mm. i i don't know i mean you know one or the other i feel like it obviously i don't know all the answers but that's kind of like where i am on it right um because i i don't have a defined explanation and i probably never will but i think that we're here for a finite amount of amount of time and we need to do Mm -hmm. what we need to do because eventually we're going to get out and that's right (laughs) you know that's just what happens to all of us you know we're we're on a time right yeah You know, I mean, if I had had somebody when I was 13 years old and seeing all of this crazy crap just say to me, you know, know. like, Mm -hmm. dude, Mm -hmm. it's going to be okay. No, you're not crazy. You know, no, you're you're not losing your mind. You know, this is this is something that happens to some people. And like, I'm going to help you through it. That would have been a big deal. Right. But my grandmother was Roman Catholic and my grandfather was Salvation Army. And they're very mm-hmm. much God punishes and whatever. And if you're doing anything other than what God tells you to do, well, that's you're dealing with demons then. No. Yeah. And I, I don't believe that at all. None of us really, truly know the answers until we die. We just yeah. won't. But uh, you did tell me that you also have a blog and that you run, I guess you run a literary journal as well. Um, I do. So the uh, the literary journal is Corvus Review, um, C-O-R-V-U-S. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. It's basically a literary journal that publishes, like, weird and wonderful stuff. Very cool. Basically anything and everything from, you know, poetry to fiction, flash fiction, nonfiction. Mm -hmm. I've had people submit plays to me. And then I've just recently started accepting artwork that I've been interspersing into the journal to kind of liven it up a little bit. uh, Because it was originally just text. Very nice. So uh, if anybody wants to check that out, that's uh, the website link is um, C-O-R-E-V, as in Victor, dot I-N-K. Yeah, give us all your social yeah. <laughs> uh, media information because I know people are, you know, they may be interested sure. in that. And also just um, tell everyone your podcast yeah. name just so they can look you up. Yeah, go um, ahead. So the blog is theidentitypodcast.wordpress.com. Okay. And I've been publishing on that since about 2017. So there's a lot of okay. content on there. Uh, whenever I produce all a right. podcast episode, I also put um, a transcript. So I take all of my notes nice. and everything and I put them on the blog so that people can kind of follow along if they need to. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Identity Pod. Okay. We just hit 3,000 followers on Instagram. So that was very cool. Very nice. Good. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's wonderful. I mean, it's pretty great. You have an email, I'm sure. I, I do yeah. have an email. Yeah. The identity podcast at gmail.com. Okay. If anybody wants to send me like any creepy stories or anything like that, that they want me to, you know, read on the podcast, uh, I can do that. I, I do that in certain episodes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I, I used good, to do good. mini episodes, but I found that mm-hmm. if you're doing... Like, say, for example, um, you know, I did a piece about Bloody Mary and Mm. having that piece with like my own personal experience of what, you know, kind of what myself and my friends used to do when I was a kid um, to summon Bloody Mary really adds another layer to the storytelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so right. I like to do that with listener contributions. Sure. Too, so, if anybody wants to send absolutely. anything, that's cool. Very nice. So, yeah, that's this is why I, I talk to people like you because you're so interesting and you have so many facets of things that you do. <laughs> well, and people can get a hold of you in a whole different way, especially if they write or if they just want to hear your podcast. They can do that too. Yeah, and um, if anybody would like to check out the podcast, it's on iTunes, Spotify, Podchaser, Blueberry, pretty much wherever you binge your podcasts. You can find my podcast. Absolutely. And also, if your listeners want to uh, listen to anything else that is similar to my podcast, I also Mm -hmm. run a podcast network called Podmoth. So the link for that is podmoth.network. And you can go on there and see a listing of current shows uh, that we have on offer. Wonderful. Yay. You have all... Listen to you. You are just busy, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But like I said, you have been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.